Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. This is Daily Daf Differently, and I am Rabbi Steve Kane. Today we are looking at Masechet Shabbat, Tzadi Tet, Amud Aleph, and Amud Bet. Tractate Shabbat, page 99, A and B. Now there are two different subjects that I want to discuss on this page. The first is a carryover from the previous page, which is discussing the tabernacle, the Mishkan, and its coverings. And in this case, it is talking now about the curtains which were made in the tabernacle, and it mentions, first of all, the different colors that they were made of. Why does it mention their colors? It's to show how special they were, because in ancient times, coloring something, dyeing something, was extremely expensive. And so one only used dye for something that was especially um, uh, of a special great value um, or that one wanted to show that it was of great importance. Now with the curtains, it tells us the following interesting statements. Betachtonot, the ilu betachtonot ketiv, v'chol isha chachmat lev Tavu. That concerning the um, the lower curtains, it says about them that every wise-hearted woman spun them with her hands. The word there is chachmat lev, wise-hearted. The ilub el yonot ktiv v'chal hanashim asher nasa liban otanu b'chachma. Tavu et ha'izim. With the upper curtains, though, it was written that all the women whose heart inspired them with wisdom spun the goat hair. And here the phrase is Liban otanu b'chachma. Now, what is the difference between chachmat lev, between wise-hearted, and liban otanu b'chachma? whose hearts inspired them with wisdom. While the phrases are fairly close, the Gemara understands that one whose heart inspired them with wisdom was um, a higher degree of wisdom versus simply one who was wise-hearted. And it seems to me that um, the combination of of, of one whose heart inspires them uh, indicates that it is not just a natural type of thing in terms of uh, the heart of these women that would be wise-hearted, but something that kind of brought the heart and mind together. And so that is perhaps why it is stating that they were a little bit more inspired because when one combines not simply the heart but the heart and the mind, you have a higher level of wisdom. At least perhaps that is the expression that the Gemara wants us to understand regarding why one set of curtains, the upper ones, were required greater wisdom than the lower ones.
So that is a midrash that ends this uh, discussion of the tabernacle, at least for this part of the Gemara. And we go back once again to the um, concepts in the Mishnah, which deal with handing over from um, a uh, private domain into a public domain. And um, in this case, from one balcony to another, one could imagine a building that has uh, nearby balconies, almost like a uh, hotel we would find today. And uh, the question of whether one is liable for caring when you hand over from one to the other. And they take this from the example of what the Levites did when they were unloading boards onto wagons for the tabernacle. Because it is the work for the tabernacle that determines whether or not something is considered to be truly work. Uh, That is what is defined as what is forbidden on Shabbat. And so since the Levites unloaded boards uh, onto wagons for the tabernacle, so in that sense, passing something from one thing to another uh, could be considered to be um, objectionable, could be considered to be forbidden on Shabbat, uh, if it was done in ways that was similar to the way the wagons were unloaded on the tabernacle. And there was a long discussion, which is based on the length of these wagons, four and a half or five amot. One might question, why do we need to know this information? I want you to hold on to that question for a moment while I complete the thought about the rest of the page. The Gomorrah continues referring back to the Mishnah, which now discusses what happens if you have either a pit or a rock, which is ten tfachim, ten handbreadths high and four wide. If you have something in a pit that is that size or a rock that is that size, and you hand it from that pit out into the Rashut Harabim, to the uh, public area, or from the rock um, to the public area, uh, is that considered to be carrying on Shabbat? And the answer is that once a pit becomes ten tfachim, ten handbreadths high, and four tfachim, four handbreadths wide, or the same is true of a rock, it becomes like a private domain, because one could actually fit uh, uh, enough in there that you could regard it as something which is separate from the public domain. Now there's a long discussion about all of the different details, but it seems to me that one could extrapolate from the discussion about the size and the question of public and private domain, the handing over of an object from one balcony to another, really the question concerning boundaries. And that, it seems to me, is perhaps the whole discussion about caring on Shabbat. We often, uh, in our own lives, have difficulties drawing boundaries. And you would wonder, why does the Gomorrah care about such details? I think perhaps one of the messages to us is that it is important to have boundaries. It's very easy to let these boundaries slip away, to say, well, what I formerly thought was really something that shouldn't be done, maybe it's okay. I'll teach myself, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll think about it, I'll find a way to permit that which was forbidden. Uh, in these ways, we take ideals which ought to have firm boundaries and we let them begin to slip away. 
And uh, so perhaps that's why the rabbis understood that in terms of caring on Shabbat, of taking an object from one place to another, uh, that they were very concerned with all the details because it's true in our own lives that when we have certain boundaries, when our ideals represent um, ethics and morals, and then when we tend to bend those boundaries, we make major compromises in life. And so perhaps the underlying message of all of this question of caring and all of the details the rabbis are concerned about is another message about our own lives and where we ought to not only set boundaries, but keep boundaries. Because once we let these boundaries blur, uh, we tend to take the ideals that were important to us and we begin to lose them. But when we can keep them uh, in a proper perspective, when we can understand them as, um, as really keeping to our ideals, then I think it helps us to understand what is right and what is wrong, what our boundaries are, what is our private domain, and what is the public domain, and what the boundaries are in each of our lives. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.